I'm on my own today as well. Uh, Bush has got a poorly household. He's fine. Everyone else isn't. So uh, he's looking after them. So uh, that's what's going on today. Busy one. A-level results day as well. Uh, If it's affecting your household, hope it's been a good one. Hope there's some celebrating going on later. I've been thinking back and reminiscing about mine. I think I had the least rock and roll A-level results day in the history of A-levels. I'll tell you about it. Brown Ford Fiesta, drive into the college to pick them up because they weren't emailed out in those days. Uh, They weren't even posted out. Brown Fiesta, to the college to pick them up, get them from the college hall, uh, compare them with all your mates. uh, And then I went off and picked up my granddad and we went and watched Sussex play cricket for the day. Rock and roll. Yes, I am a high roller. That's how I went with mine. (laughs) How did yours compare? Were you out? Uh, Out drinking, out celebrating, out doing something rock and roll? I want to hear how yours compared to mine, because I think mine was the least showbiz ever. Uh, Kaz says, I had to climb through the bathroom window to get my O-level results. My mates boosted me up, and I crawled through a tiny window, narrowly missing falling into the loo. Kaz, where were you getting your results from? Surely there was a more efficient way of picking them up from the college. What is going on there? I don't even understand. Uh, Jimbo says, told my mum I failed over the phone, uh, went to the pub in the afternoon and then back to a mate's. My mate's mum was an absolute diamond and stopped me going home whilst absolutely sozzled. Jimbo, brilliant. Uh, Nina says, picked up my results from the school and then drove my red fiesta into town to tell my mum, who was in the middle of a hair appointment. You see, this is the thing. When you go back as far as we do, people, uh, you weren't able to text or message people the results. Driving to the middle of a hair appointment to tell your proud mother, I love this. Uh, Steve, rock and roll results day. Got any memories of it? So we um, went to school, got our results, failed the lot. And for some reason... On that day, there was a Oasis released BA and L, but it was on a Thursday. Right. So we all walked to Durham, bought the album, came home, listened to it all day, red hot day, drank all my dad's beer in the garden, told him my results when he came home, and he wasn't very happy, like. <laughs> but you've still got that Oasis memory. Favourite song from the album? What's, what's the one that uh, really sticks out for you from that results day? Oh, it's getting better, man. <laughs> <laughs> While the results weren't. No, no, definitely not. Steve, I love it. Thank you very much, fella. Take care. Cheers on you. Uh, Malcolm says, I walked down to school, picked up the envelope, might have even had a chat with a teacher, whichever one was there. All a bit boring, to be honest. The fact is, it was exactly 25 years ago, and that's what's the most depressing. Every August is a reminder of how old I'm getting. Uh, Charlie's is a bit more optimistic. He says, I met a girl in the pub. On A-Level Results Day, we have just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary yesterday. We got married on the Saturday closest to the first that we met. I love this, Charlie. Keep your memories of your Rock and Roll Results Days coming. Ian, yours literally was rock and roll. Yeah, so literally rock and roll, because we were on our way to see Monster, uh, Monsters of Rock at uh, Donington, you know, the forerunner of Download. Yeah. Yeah, so we, I think it was Rainbow, Scorpion, Judas Priest, but we set off early, so the results hadn't come, so I had to stop at one of those strange things called a public telephone box, <laughs> r- ring, my, ring my parents, as you did in the day. Uh, so they had opened them up, and I said, right, OK, thanks a lot, and off we went and went to the concert all day. So, yeah. Rock and roll results day. Ian, there's the, there's the jeopardy, right, though, because if it hadn't gone, hadn't gone the way you wanted, you, you've run the risk of being summoned back from Donington uh, to, <laughs> to sort out things at home. 
Yeah, I suppose that could have happened, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, now I've got a car full of my mates, so I don't think I don't think mum mum and dad would have uh, dragged me back on that basis. But you know, <laughs> you can remember the lineup of Monsters of Rock that weekend, but can you remember your results? Uh, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, uh, two A's and a C. Look at that. Look at that. Ian, achiever. <laughs> Peter says, try phoning home from your new job in insurance to discover that you did meet the grades for Wolverhampton Polytechnic. <laughs> he, he goes on to say that he, he kept the job in insurance. He turned down Wolves Poly. Uh, Kelly says, I went to the pub where I worked to ask if I could use their fax machine to go through clearing. What a nightmare of a day. Uh, Kerry, rock and roll memories of your results day? I have. I went, I collected my exam results. I did way better than I expected and my family expected. And I was so pleased with myself that I went with my friends to get my eyebrow pierced. And then it was only when they'd finished and I thought, oh no, what are my parents going to do? It didn't even, I, was, I got so carried away with how excited I was. I'd completely not thought about going back to my parents. So I bought a baseball cap from the shop next door thinking yes yep. this will work and then I met my mom, and she was like so how did you get on and I was like oh I can't believe it and I went to tell her and she just mom sense kicked in and she just whipped the baseball cap off my head <laughs> and then my, my results kind of faded into insignificance after that <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was I was about to ask: Were the results really good enough to take away from the disappointment of the eyebrow piercing? Um, for my mom, no. For my dad, yes, because my dad was just relieved that I'd done so well, <laughs> and he was like, "Well, it could have been worse. She could have failed them all." That was my dad's attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry, I'll put this politely. You you sound like you might be of a similar generation to me where there was no option of texting or anything uh, to, 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 to let wasn't. the family know the results. There wasn't. There was no mobile phone or anything like that. So I, I remember meeting my mum at the lot. We agreed that I'd meet. We arranged a meeting time, you know, when you had to say, right, I'll be there at one. And yeah. um, we agreed to meet outside the library. So there I was with my baseball cap on thinking I was going to get away with it. Kerry, I reckon it's but technology's no. fault. If mobile phones existed when we got our results, I don't reckon you would have got an eyebrow piercing. I agree. I agree, because I'd have been too busy phoning everybody. Exactly. <laughs> I love this text that's coming from Andy. Back to present day. My daughter, Catherine, has got an A starred in psychology, an A in biology and an A in French. She's off to university in September. And at the moment, she's in a pub in Slough with her mates. Dad, a.k.a. me, the taxi driver, is picking her up to bring her home for pie and chips and then taking her for a weekly kickboxing lesson. A normal day, really. Sounds pretty rock and roll to me. Well done to you and your daughter. Your memories that you have shared with me today have made me feel a little better about me taking me granddad to watch cricket uh, as soon as I picked up my A-level results. I don't feel like I've missed out because I don't think too many people have had amazing days. Uh, Edward says, I had that little interest in my results. I believe the school finally posted them to me about two months later uh, and Amanda says three wisdom teeth out under full anaesthetic at the local dentist I cried due to the anaesthetic and I cried when I opened my terrible results what was my mum thinking what a terrible day to have your wisdom teeth out uh, Martin memories of yours uh, well uh, I was expected to do better I got uh, two D's and an 
a, uh, I think it's called an unclassified. I got an unclassified for French, for what it's worth. Uh, it was unclassified for math, and I was meant to be quite good at it, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but when it arrived, it spelled dude, so there you go. D-U-D-E, brilliant, I love it. And how did you uh, get around um, uh, letting your parents know about that? As we'd all just turned 18, we, we, uh, we went to Benidorm, but a mate of ours couldn't um, get there uh, until the second week. So I sent the results to his house so that he could bring them out to me in Spain so that my mum <laughs> so and dad didn't open the... Uh, <laughs> oh, Martin, I love this. So your parents heard a fortnight late when you arrived back from Benidorm. Exactly right, yeah. I've got a feeling that they would have had a whiff. <laughs> they would have had a whiff about the uh, the direction of travel when it was taking that long to hear. Yeah, exactly. But it was enough to, to get the job that I wanted, so they... It's all that matters. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, using the power of the home time audience uh, to make a decision uh, for a very specific scenario uh, of a film that you have. It's the Home Time Film Club. You can email us hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, this uh, has obviously come in yesterday. It's addressed Bush and Richie. Uh, Bush, hopefully back tomorrow. He's, he's tending to a poorly household today. Uh, it says, hey, Bush, Richie, Kate here. Uh, emailing you from the train home that I won't be taking tomorrow listening to your show. I hope you're still listening today, Kate, uh, despite the fact you're not on the train. Uh, I heard you talking about the Home Time Film Club for tomorrow. How about you find me a train film to remind me about the transport that I won't be taking after I finish my day working from home? Cheers, Kate. Um, I get what you're going on about. Uh, it's less of them around today because of because uh, of the strikes. So if you want to remind yourself of uh, of travelling on the train, Kate, through movies, then then that's all well and good. A a train related movie then is what we're after tonight. Uh, Eight twelve fifteen for your texts, your tweets to Absolute Radio. What's the best uh, that comes to mind? The first that comes to mind for me might not necessarily be the best. You probably got way better ones. I'm thinking Denzel Washington, which is obviously always going to be a good start. Uh, 2010, you see this, Unstoppable. It was great. Uh, Denzel Washington, Chris Pine, uh, and it was based on a true story, Runaway Freight Train, uh, and two men who had to try and stop it. It's brilliant. It was really, really good. Check it out. That's my suggestion, Kate. It's not necessarily going to be the winner. Uh, we'll find out what the hometime audience have got for you. So get in touch. Marcus on Facebook has said, The Good, The Bad and The Weird. It's a Korean Western heist movie, uh, which, <laughs> which is... I know Korean movies are fantastic. My daughter's telling me all about them, but that is a, a genre that I was unfamiliar with. I'm going to have to check that one out. Jonathan's gone a classic. He says, Oh, Mr. Porter. It is a classic movie. Never heard of it. 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, so it scores highly. A bungling railway worker is given the job of a station master at a rundown station in rural Ireland where his sidekick is a toothless old man and a portly young loudmouth. Hilarious adventures ensue. Not sure about that one, Jonathan. Uh, Joel says, I watched Bullet Train last week at the cinema. 
It was great fun talking about it on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. Uh, Bullet Train could be a shout. A lot of people liking it. Brad Pitt in that one. Uh, what are we choosing for Kate? A train-based movie on the Film Club tonight. This text here says, Under Siege 2, end of story. I loved Under Siege, uh, obviously on the ship. I don't remember Under Siege 2 that well. Uh, but by signing it off, end of story, you're obviously very firm, whoever sent that text in. I'm going to have to research. Uh, Gainer backing me up with Unstoppable. Great film. Love Denzel. Love you too. Very flattering. Thank you. Went a bit too far there. Uh, Steve, <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your film suggestion? Uh, yes, so it's either Taking of Pelham 123, classic train film set only in a train, or a most obvious one would be Trainspotting. Steve, right, look, two, two very different films, two really good films. I, I think... And I'm sorry, because I can hear the Scottish accent. I, I think we have to nip train spotting in the bud pretty quickly. There's not one train in the film. <laughs> not, not really. And if, Kate, who got in touch, is after a film about trains, reminding her of the transport. She's not been taken today. And, and the vibes of that classic and brilliant film are not really trains. But, Steve, you redeem yourself with the taking of Pelham 123. And, in fact, the remake, obviously, John Travolta and Denzel Washington. I love me Denzel films. It's a brilliant film. It is indeed. It's not too bad, yes. Right, I think we're going to put that one forward. Let's see uh, see what everyone else has got. But, Steve, you got us going. Thank you very much. No problem at all, sir. Take it easy. Thank you. How about Murder on the Orient Express, says Alan. Old ones are often the best. So many versions of it, Alan. Uh, but we could choose that. Keep them coming, please. Uh, clockwise uh, with John Cleese says Catherine. He does start by getting on the wrong train to a head teacher's conference. Classic 80s movie. I like it. Uh, Leanne says, uh, films with trains sliding doors. Whether or not she made the train. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, John Cusack classic from the late 90s. Could be that. Unlikely to be. Um, Dave, what are you suggesting? Well, my suggestion is The Railway Children, of course, the 1970 original version uh, starring Bernard Cribbins. And Benny Agatha, amongst others. Hey, Dave, I mean, obviously, sadly, within the last week or so, we lost Bernard Cribbins, just a a hero of my childhood. Uh, And that original Railway Children is is absolutely brilliant. He, He was amazing in it. Well, Bernard Cribbins is, a, is an understated genius in many things, of course. Um, you can think of the Wombles, you can think of his hit singles, you can think yeah. of many of the Ealing comedies as well. But he played a very good good part in there as the station uh, station porter. And of course, Do you know what, Dave? I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know whether you've seen the remake of it, but um, they, they did a remake in the 90s and, and Rab C. Nesbitt played um, the station porter. And in fairness, even though he wasn't Bernard Cribbins, he did a really different but brilliant job at it as well. No, I, I think I think Jenny Agatha actually played the mother in that one as well, didn't she? She did. And, yeah. and, and, and correct me why I'm actually saying it was Gregor Fisher, obviously, not Rapsy Nesbitt play, yes. playing his character <laughs> in yes. the Railway Children with his vest. Uh, yeah. It was really good. And there's a, there's a there's another remake of it out at the moment. I think it's Railway Children Revisited or Remastered or something in the cinemas at the moment, which... I don't know whether it's worth seeing, but um, it's a great suggestion. Don't know why, I don't know why it's taken this long to think of it, Dave. 
No, well, uh, it was actually uh, my brother came up with it uh, while I was talking to him. Uh, but it is one of my favourite films, and uh, and, it, and believe it or not, I'm 58 now, but it still makes me cry when I see the end of it. No shame in uh, no shame in admitting that. I think I'd have a piece of dust, a piece of dust in my eye too. Thank you so much uh, for all the tweets and the texts uh, for listener Kate tonight uh, on the Hometime Film Club, looking for a train-based movie. She's missed her train commute today because of the uh, strikes. That she wants a movie to watch about it uh, instead. I would have to say that the suggestion that has been more popular than any by quite some way is The Taking of Pelham 123. So, Kate, that is your movie the hometime audience have chosen tonight. However, uh, Phil has texted, uh, only the original from 1974 with Robert Shaw in, please, and not the poor remake. Phil, how dare you say any film with Denzel Washington and John Travolta in is poor. Uh, Kate, it's up to you whether you watch the original uh, or the remake, but Pelham 123 into the Hometime Film Club tonight. A brilliant piece of spam has turned up in uh, my junk email this evening. I kid you not, it's from John Terry. Yes. Uh, And the subject of the email, which I've decided not to open, says £20 per month for your website. Very tough times for the ex-Chelsea and England footballer uh, now offering his web hosting skills. Uh, Goodness knows what's happened to the world of football. Uh, Terry's tweeted, actually. I put a little picture of it up earlier. Says uh, he'll get someone to do all the work for him and then step in and take all the glory at the end. Graham has sent a screenshot of his junk email, an email from Eric Dyer. Says it's not just Chelsea in England, it's the Tottenham and England defenders, they're at it as well. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.